0: Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal versus SoCal perspectives. The Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball versus Life is here. What's up, JC? We're back in session. What's cracking, bro? We, we are back in session. I'm Jack, if you don't know by now and yeah, yeah this is this is our we were saying this is our season finale but we we already got lost in what yeah, season we we're we in it's,
1: <laughs> it's a lifestyle man we don't yeah. we just, it's a lifestyle for us at this
0: point <laughs> it is but but it's it's a cue to say that we are gonna go is off season let's just put it that way it's an yeah, off yeah. season now we're gonna go you know be in the lab you know we gotta yeah, we train up our skills again and prepare for the for the upcoming nba season because it's yeah it's a grind man like the nba season is a grind 82 games you know what i mean yeah man there's got to be a downtime
1: where you kind of get you catch your breath man we we some ogs over here oh i we got we we got <laughs> to do our um our, our load management and it's time to lo-
0: manage the loads bro that's <laughs> exactly. what we're gonna be doing it's like uh you know when steph needs to take a little vacay after the season's over you know this guy's not working round the clock Bro, too. You,
1: not to throw a a, a curveball while we were
0: talking, I know we have a game plan, but
1: I just saw mm-hmm. literally like an hour ago that Steph's parents are like divorcing. Dell Curry and Sonya Curry are what? divorcing. Dude, yeah. really? Hella, yeah, hella random from TMZ, not the most reliable source, but I think it's all over the internet so that's crazy wow I breaking know, news is, guys breaking news, news. del Cur- curry and sonia curry like the you know at least bay area royalty in wow. terms of just like you know uh you know sports royalty now there's a taint in uh in their reputation man i thought they were just like i mean they were
0: literally a, a living fairy tale here i know like so, untouchable almost you know you just yeah, it's like mom and dad you just they're like the mom and dad of Bay Area sports that you just expect exactly. them always to be there together. Yeah, you see, they're pretty high profile with like
1: games and whatnot. You see them together. They're always together. You know what I mean? So it's it's really kind of, a, it's really interesting. I'm curious to see what, what the circumstances were. I mean, I want to, you know, reserve judgment. I'm sure there are difficult circumstances with regards to that. But at least from a reputation perspective, this came out of nowhere. You know I mean? man i i didn't expect you to drop that bomb yeah. dude you know you gotta stay on your feet bro you never know what yeah, i'm, I'm gonna know. say man i'm like you know i'm like Dray- we're like draymond and kd you just you don't know, know what's know. gonna
0: happen man we we're just doing gonna... for a loop man i did not even know what to think about that <laughs> <laughs> i'm like preparing my thoughts for a hot take or something but yeah there's dude. no hot take if anything yeah, dude, i just dude. remember most about um uh the mom you know being torn when when seth and uh and steph like she wore like I don't know what what was it at that time. Did she, she wear like yeah? She was like she
1: was wearing the 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 opposite team's like yeah. jersey or hat or whatever when there was a home game or something like that because she couldn't really choose between her kids. As a yeah. dad, I could kind of relate to that a little bit, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's just kind of I don't know, man. Watch yeah. out, man. You know, cougar know. on the loose. I know, <laughs> because, man. You know, <laughs> she has a reputation of being on point, and yeah. you know, Dale, you've you've done well, so. I well know. apparently not well enough <laughs> <laughs> she's a cougar on the loose but you know wow. it's really sad news it's really kind of shocking to kind of to see that but you
0: know that's... well i guess we'll let the details unfold because tmz yeah. is going to be on that yeah <laughs> tmz is on it on it but uh um, you know
1: curveball is start the conversation <laughs> bro
0: <laughs> well you know what it wouldn't be a off season or season finale as we're putting mm-hmm. it without some curveball hey, I mean that's how we've evolved
1: before we kind of had a, a script uh, you know what I mean not really a script but just kind of like a game plan but we now, had an outline kind of yeah, like what we we're just, gonna hit up yeah we freestyle you know what I mean whatever comes up
0: we talk about it yeah that's that's the, that's been our format now so <laughs> let, let's let's go into some some quick hitters you know since yeah. we've been talking about basketball mostly and Obviously, we follow more than basketball. I mean, mm-hmm. basketball is the lifeblood, but we follow all other sports, especially Bay Area sports. Especially, you know, here in LA, uh, uh-huh. you and I are very connected to the uh-huh. the, the, the sports. So, yeah. what's going on with Major League Baseball? I know the <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I do know, know what's other...
1: going on down in Southern California, but you know, the the base or uh, 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 the the America's pastime is mm. definitely on the up and up here in the bay area we this just past weekend uh there was the bay bridge series yeah which pretty much was just oakland a's versus sf giants and like what they were saying on the radio was like it's the the biggest crowd in bay area sports in the pan since the pandemic wow uh in terms of like i don't know what the number was but i mean you know i think collectively Bay Area fans, you know, uh came uh, they they played a game at Oakland and, you know, yeah. there was just it was just a pop in place uh over there. I mean with COVID I think people had been a little bit of gun shy to really kind of, you know, fill up these stadiums, but it was pretty popping this past weekend. Uh both teams are doing really, 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 really well. Mm. Particularly the Giants who are over, you know, overperforming, I think expectations were they'd be at what? 77 games by the end of the season and i think Mm -hmm. they've already surpassed that so baseball is up and on the up and
0: up here in the bay area what's cracking down what are you expecting of the giants honestly like not not thinking that they would be at this point leading the division you know the nl west i mean are the expectations a pennant like is the expectations to bring in home home hardware well, what's the question? Like, were you what the expectations were at the start of the season? No, or now, at this now, at this point, are you expecting, like, are your expectations that high? Because sometimes it's like, oh, it's surprising, but you're still like, well, I don't know if this team got it. You know what I mean? Dude, I've seen a lot of baseball throughout my years.
1: I've mm-hmm. seen Giants teams pretty much like dominate like the first half of the season and flame out the second half of the season. That's not ne- necessarily happening at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but i think the vibes are are pretty optimistic here i think um it's optimistic yet cautious i think that's the biggest uh the best way i can describe it because mm. you know there's a little team down uh down the freeways down south yeah uh, that is pretty stacked with talent and we kind of reloaded after the trade deadline they so did. we we're not really sitting on our laurels here thinking that we got an easy path i do feel like Right now, at least with the educated and experienced fans, um, optimistic yet cautious. I think the goal right now, we're not even thinking like World Series just because Mm -hmm. it's way ahead of schedule. I think a lot of the fans are just kind of looking to get into the postseason without being in a play-in game where that that single game elimination. They want Mm -hmm. a seven-game series so that we can kind of flex in terms of what we have. So I don't know, man. It's a lot of baseball to, to be played it's the dog days right now so and we're kind of in the middle of things so um you know we're doing all right we'll see
0: what the last month brings yeah it's the dog days but it's it's starting to heat up though uh these games are becoming more and more important when when it's like a marathon in the beginning you're like oh, well, if you go on a skid or you go on a win streak you figure like okay you if you get on a good stretch you're gonna catch up and the oh. dodgers and giants man they're they're I don't want to say they're battling because the Giants actually have been ahead for most of the season, and mm-hmm. a lot of Dodger fans have not been happy with the team because mm-hmm. not they're they're playing well. The thing is, like they have a great record. It's just the yeah. Giants have been playing way better. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. It's just like it's the. the that's why we're we're we're, we're cautious because we know that the Dodgers are so so talented. I mean, they're stacked, to be but, honest. Yeah, there's like been a one, lot of issues though. Yeah, yeah, one bad series
0: and that lead mm-hmm. is gone. That's how talented exactly. the Dodgers exactly. are. Exactly, you go on yeah. a bad skid, two three game skid, and if Dodgers, I mean, the Dodgers have been on a roll, dude. Like, yeah, dude. it's just the Giants again. This was a big series, with, you know the 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 Oakland A's and the Giants. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. hoping that the you know Giants lose two out of three. If you're a Dodger fan. You know, so he can make up some ground, but they actually pulled winning two out of three. Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude.
1: You know, what's funny is it was an epic weekend of baseball. I actually was watching a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's the first time in Major League history, and you, they've been playing baseball a long time, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to get this stat right because it's it was right. really, really complex. But what happened mm-hmm. was it's the first time in baseball history that a team has won back-to-back games uh, trailing in the eighth inning and mm. with a pinch hitter hitting a home run for the go ahead run. Damn. Basically, it's like the most unlikely scenario to happen within the past 2 games because it hasn't happened in the history of baseball and it freaking happened. You know what I mean? That's and these crazy. all these unsung heroes. There's a little bit of magic in the air. Again, mm. cautious, you mm. know. I've been through three World Series seasons and each season has a different story. Mm-hmm. And I won't I won't deny there's magic in the air but the oh, Dodgers are you know they're really really talented i'm well, just yeah, saying you you've been through a championship season with the lakers and with the dodgers with the as dodgers well. too yeah yeah i'm just saying right like there is something magical though for yeah, sure yeah there is something that there. just you know stuff that you don't see happen in a regular yeah. year happens in these special years right i mean so. if
0: you're if you're on that train of thought like so there's something in the air i got to be honest i mean the dodgers have the talent to win the, you know win the championship win the pennant but I wouldn't say that's in the air. I mean, if you look at the season with the injuries, Mookie Betts being out, right? Trevor yeah. Bauer having this whole controversy. Wow, I mean, he's been on administrative leave. I mean, these are ominous easy. signs of not <laughs> it yeah, this exactly. year. You know what I mean? And, it's, of course, they pulled a huge trade for Scherzer and stuff. But uh-huh. um, still, though, the, the vibe is not great, you know, around this team. It's kind of like that, that Warriors
1: 2019 mm-hmm. season where... Mm-hmm. People were getting hurt. Katie yeah. was getting hurt.
0: You know, Draymond and Katie have that beef. There's just a little bit of just
1: extra, just stuff.
0: always something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always something. Whether it's an injury or whether it's like some kind of weird storyline out of left field. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel you on that. That Trevor Bauer stuff is just out of this yeah, world, man. Dude. I don't even know if he's gonna pitch again. I don't know. How- Nobody knows, man. I mean, yeah. this investigation, like, uh, it's a legal matter now. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, like I have, I had followed it a little bit, but. In terms of understanding what's going to happen with trevor bauer will he pitch this season probably not dude i can't yeah. i cannot see him pitch this season there's no way it's just so what's a crazy cloud looming over it yeah dude he's doing uh, some r kelly stuff man it's from a reputation standpoint
1: that's bad pr for the dodgers i mean i did
0: a little digging i mean he's he's kind of had a bad rep mm-hmm. a lot of places that he's gone but mm-hmm. not understanding that this was part of it you know what i mean like you know, he had some it's in his closet. Again, it's a legal matter. I don't know yeah. where it's yeah, going to fall. What's, what's, it's it's uh, all allegations. Yeah, and, uh, it's uh, allegedly what yeah. it, it happened. But we'll let it play out. And But I, as far as, far as a, you know, losing a, a huge ace, man, that's that hurts yeah, a lot. Dude. They paid him a lot yes, of money too.
1: Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. I don't know from a legal standpoint if he's still entitled to that or if there are any clauses in that con- contract where – you know what I mean, but I know, that's dude. locking up a lot of funds. But the Dodgers are, yeah, they're know, they're printing money, man. Yeah, they are printing money. <laughs> that's why
0: they're able to do all these crazy things, like exactly. trade for these big stars. Yeah, try to like make up for losing freaking Trevor Bauer. <laughs> well, my
1: only thing is, you know, as a Giants fan, I have, I mean, I know Trevor Bauer is going through a lot right now, but like on the field, he mm. is extremely, extremely cocky. <laughs> yeah, <So, yes>. he <laughs> yes. I'm just like, oh. brah, man. If you know you got skeletons in your closet, I don't know if I'd be, you know, vibing like that on the Mm -hmm. field. Because, you know, those things kind of can catch up to you. So, you know, we'll see what happens with him. He's not on the rotation, you know, from a baseball perspective as a Giants fan. I ain't Mm -hmm. mad at that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come September, I know that series is coming up with the Giants. I'll be a big one. I'll be a big one. It'll determine a lot in terms of. Who's gonna win this division? I do believe either way, uh the Dodgers will be the wild card team if they don't win the division. So mm. that will be interesting. But it's very scary to be the wild card and not win your division, though. You know, <laughs> one bad game, exactly. It's, and it's, you have uh, the stacked team, one bad game, you know, and yeah. that's it. You're done for the season. 162 odd games or whatever. It's you know, actually this year it's not 160 games, but yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, you know, over 100 games, and that's down the toilet,
1: you know. No. yeah so we shall see what happens no. we're optimistic here and i don't Maybe know that. by know. the next time we record as the nba season starts either i'll be really really happy I know. or i'd be really really sad or either you'll be really really I happy i be really really sad
0: but that's sports for you bro exactly exactly i mean if people who have tuned into this podcast the- well the <laughs> lows have been pretty low for you so you know like i guess for with anything you're hoping that karma will Put you on the upswing with the with the Giants, anyways, and yeah. you know some other teams in the Bay Area like the Niners and stuff. So, which oh. all this stuff is gonna pan out, man. Again, the football season have, hasn't even started, so we'll see, man. We'll see.
1: Sports and cycles, man. Sports and cycles. We'll see what happens. But
0: speaking of a low, we got to transition to something else, man. Your hero, bro. Your hero, <sighs> the pride of the Philippines. He truly is the pride of the Philippines. Yeah, man. dude. Manny, let me. You you watch the fight. I didn't watch the fight, but I did watch highlights, but it's different when you're watching the fight. So (laughs) I don't know if I really watch the fight, man, just because it's a long, long
1: freaking way from what we were doing 10 years ago, where we would have like this typical Filipino party with like straight up like 30 people, Mm -hmm. uh, if not more, 50 people with like a whole spread. This time <laughs> it's so ghetto. i just, uh, yeah. I don't even know if I want to out myself like nah, this. Nah, let's you know, let's, let's some... keep it. Let's keep it. Uh, the, let's not get. The, let's there's not some get... social media informants yeah. that yeah. are uh, are willing to kind of uh, provide a uh, mm. you know access to 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 uh to to the to, fight. Needless mm. to say, uh, it wasn't like a whole spread. And mm. I don't know. In hindsight, given what had happened, I guess I'm happy that you know, I didn't shell out what uh, what we used to shell out for that. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, Manny lost, I and uh, to a replacement fighter. Uh, he was slated to fight. Um, I was going to say Keith Thur- Errol, Thurman, Spence. Uh, Errol Spence Jr. Yep. Uh, who had to back out because of an injury, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, a, re- a torn retina or something like that. It was pretty um, last minute too. I mean, this yeah. is close to 11 days, bro. Yeah. 11 days before the fight. I and know. he was replaced by Ugas, a Cuban mm-hmm. fighter, who actually got the belt, the, the, mm-hmm. the welterweight belt that Manny had. Mm-hmm. But since he wasn't fighting during the pandemic, it was relegated to, I guess, next one in line. Mm-hmm. So there were storylines on, you know, that were just set up for this for this fight and i don't know man manny is 42 years old and he looked every bit a part of it man Mm. leading up to the
0: fight when they when they switched out you know obviously spence being hurt and then ugas came in Mm -hmm. did was there questions that they were telling manny not to take the fight or like was there like a narrative that manny shouldn't take the fight because it's a i mean your whole game plan is going to change you know like you're literally these guys are training for one type of fighter for weeks on weeks on end you know like it, it's a big change in strategy
1: there was no narrative that i had heard mm. with regards to uh suggestions about him passing on the fight one thing you got to understand about manny is and you've seen this with his career he's never really ducked anybody nope he's fought whoever has been put in front of him yeah and that was still the game plan with regards to this this fight it's just like dude months and months of planning to set all the logistics up for this fight, dude. Yeah. They're not going to just not do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I it was I think it was a sold out fight. I mean, there was a mm. lot of people mm. at that at, at, at that arena mm. for that fight, mm-hmm. man. So I didn't hear any any thoughts about just pulling back. If anything, he just kind of did his Manny classy thing where he was just like wishing the best for Spence to get better and he was just completely doing the same training. Mm-hmm. With that said, man, in hindsight, I kind of wish he didn't have to take know, the fight, just because he ended up fighting a fighter that was, from an optic standpoint, look much bigger physically. Yeah, dude. Not that Manny is, you know, not that Manny is actually a big guy. He's really, no, it's always all. almost no. undersized mm-hmm. whenever he's fighting these guys. Um, and a guy that you know was just not in his game plan. I mean, I think I believe um, Spence was like a southpaw, mm-hmm. and then this guy was, a, a, you know, a regular fighter. So yeah. it's just like all the game plans that you have, you kind of switch it up la- last minute. It's gonna, you know, throw you for a flux. And not that that's an excuse. I think yeah. age was the biggest sort of. I
0: was gonna say yeah you know,
1: factor in this fight,
0: mm-hmm. but it sure didn't help his his case. I think it comes down to age, man, because Manny's been in the ring with all types of fighters. You know, he's a vet and and he just I mean, the volume was still there. If you look at the punch count, it's just the accuracy was totally gone. Yeah. You know, the vol again, it's pure Manny fight. This guy put puts out an output that is insane. at yeah, at forty two, but he was yeah. just missing. <laughs> yeah, I think the,
1: the punch count was like eight hundred something for Manny and four hundred yeah. for Ugas. So he mm-hmm. definitely was throwing punches out there. Um, and I mean, even without looking at the stats, I mean, from an activity standpoint, that's always been Manny's game. He's always been yeah. kind of aggressive and trying to, to fight. That's why people love yeah. to support him and, and watch him just because he, he gives an exciting fight. He's not just, you know, ducking punches and, nope. you know, blocking punches. He's throwing punches. And mm-hmm. that was apparent here. But, dude, I think I texted you while it was happening. Mm-hmm. I was just like, dude, he's missing a lot. It's like seeing your, your basketball team and, yeah. you know, it's like, see, for me, it's like seeing the Warriors and the Warriors, you know, when they're when they're going, they're making those shots early. Mm-hmm. But
0: he was it's like he was he was bricking threes in like the first quarter. And you're just like, eeh. you know, you know I, I feel like that's a good analogy. It's like, you know, the Warriors as as, a, you know, the height of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Firing on all cylinders. That was Manny mm-hmm. for most of his career. But now yeah. it's like the Warriors being injured, you know, like yeah. the age and the injuries catching up. It's not the same. And the product are on the floor is just not what you imagine it yeah. to be. You think Manning... I mean, again, as you said, this he is a true fighter's fighter. I mean, like, he 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 doesn't duck anyone. He, mm-hmm. Every time, he puts on a show, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah, it, it's... We, we talk about this all the time. Like, I, I think it's time to, you know, hang up the gloves, man. Yeah, man. I mean
1: like what I was telling you, it's like, I would have wanted to see him go out into Mm. the the sunset with like a, with a dub, you know, it's just, it's, it's just very sort of, I don't know. It's like a fairy tale when that happens. But as we learned with Steph Curry's parents and now with Manny fairy tales aren't real life, man. And I think he might have to hang up the gloves just based on this last performance, um, outside of his performance though, Mm. another thing you got to kind of have to think about Mm. is, um, he has this political career which keeps him you know his his uh focus divided yeah and i believe the philippines elections is next year and I, he might be running wow for president wow and, wow you know i i think logistically it just would be impossible you know to be able to kind of handle both duties
0: uh so we'll see i i, I, mean, I don't know the deep politics of the philippines mm-hmm. but just as a person from the outside knowing mm. a lot of Manny's story mm. it would be the most epic story of all time to be to come from where he came from to become a champion boxer one of the boxing bo- one of the greatest boxers of all time and then become president of the Philippines holy mm. crap dude that's you cannot write shit like that dude yeah. i mean we don't know i don't i have no idea if that's even possible <laughs> that he can be a president yeah. but um, i would not be surprised if he won it just
1: because and no, I don't want to turn it overly political yeah. with this, but you know what I mean? But uh, let me just tell you this. If Steph Curry ran for the president of the Philippines, he probably would win, too. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just because there's just a lot of kind of variables. Yeah. Like, I think majority of the population just doesn't understand, like, the intricacies of politics and, like, everything that's associated no, no. with that. So, I mean, you see Manny Pacquiao, you go buy whatever. He's 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 you know he's selling you're gonna vote if he tells you he needs your vote you're probably gonna vote for him so i mean manny has um overcome a lot of uh uh, adversity in his life he's done amazing especially with his boxing career Mm uh i could see him do well in his political career whether or not he's you know the best candidate politically Mm -hmm. for that i guess that's to be determined but Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Politics is. Let me just put it this way, dude. Politics is way different than boxing. Yeah, yeah. he's really special at boxing. I don't know how he is with, uh, with politics. Yeah, you know, but if there's one thing that Manny Pacquiao can do, he can. He can exceed expectations and really surprise you. So we'll see what happens, man.
0: I guess to kind of wrap up the the Manny stuff, I, I saw an interview of him after the fight. And, you know, you're just going over the, the general questions of what happened during the fight. And they also, of course, asked about the retirement because Manny's mm-hmm. 42 and mm-hmm. he said he's 60-40. And I thought instantly, you know, fighting is not a sport that you play in once you think about that you're almost done. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of like he can fight one more, sure. You know, and that's a lot of damage on the brain you rather leave a little bit early than a little bit too late you know um,
1: absolutely
0: yeah absolutely and many yeah. no- another win won't add to his legacy he's, it's already cemented that's I think it's more personal to him you know like it's, it's like do I want to I, do I want to keep doing this and he has a heart of a, of a champion you know and it's you can it's hard to tell a heart of a, someone who has a heart of a champion who's been through all these wars who's come from though where he's come from. To just yeah. stop, I think that's yeah. that's the main thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's like you know, Kobe's final years weren't you know as as successful as his you know, twi- no. as the twilight of his career. Yeah, but it's just one of those things. Like you kind of wish that Kobe went out with a ring, but it oh just, yeah. sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. You no. know what I mean? And it might be the same case with Manny. Yeah. With that said, I don't want to not give credit to his opponent. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ugas, mm-hmm. e- despite some of the physical advantages Mm -hmm. i mean he too had to take this fight last minute and he's and he also performed it seemed like he also was nursing an injury Mm -hmm. there's been speculation before the fight where i heard that he was nursing something yeah but they never they never brought it up and after there's been a lot of speculation like if you look at his arm it was weird as well so props to ugas for fighting through and and winning the you know winning the match Mm -hmm. i mean I, I, I don't think there was any question that he he won the fight and you know mm-hmm. congrats to him yeah
0: the- yeah and dude. you know look as you said in the beginning of us talking about this topic we had a lot of great times together when I was in the Bay yeah. those gatherings 30, 50 people that food yeah. spread you know big screen TV put up the Manny fight all these your yeah, you know dude. your family and stuff it's it was good times man and yeah. he provided nice. a lot of dude just. I know exciting fanfare and entertainment for us energy. through the years man exactly yeah you know, exactly i just exactly. remember just how nervous you guys were you know like and i i got more into manny as learning from you know you and your family who are obviously mm. Filipinos. so yeah just this is the the energy you know just the nervous <laughs> energy when you start this fight because you guys cared so much you know yeah, dude. yeah that's what it's, i remember the most
1: it's like a game seven every yeah night, dude, dude. Yeah. that's the vibe you get mm-hmm. there because anything can happen in boxing man we've seen yeah. it with manny in his yeah. career Mm-hmm. we've seen him surprise people we've seen him knock people out and mm-hmm. dominate we've seen him get dropped yeah so it's just like uh-huh. anything can happen and that's that's sort of like the feeling that you get with boxing dude and i'm thankful for the memories that he's provided and we're very mm-hmm. lucky to see one of yeah. the all-time greats mm-hmm. fight in his prime and actually see his whole career in many ways mm-hmm. right and that's mm-hmm. you know it's like i mean a lot of people love Muhammad Ali, but as a Filipino, uh, Filipino dude, man, I, I, Manny is my Muhammad. So,
0: and, and the the last thing I'll say to this, and then we're gonna move on soon, is mm. he always stayed true to himself. You know, okay. he never was a person that tried too hard to talk shit to sell tickets. He mm. never was that guy. He never changed to be that guy. He, yeah. he's always been Manny, the happy guy. Like so many, so many of these face downs. Face to face, he smiles. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be the most intense moment for these guys. You know, they're, they're the the showmanship, that just the intensity of like, dude, you're gonna get in a fist fight with this guy. You know, um, he's gonna try to destroy you, and he just smiles. <laughs> it's incredible. Hey, dude. You know, yeah. it's just
1: like that's why his story is so special, man. It's yeah. just like if you come from poverty mm-hmm. and you literally have to, literally have to fight to get a meal, mm-hmm. you appreciate everything that's uh, that's provided to you, and you appreciate the the moment, and that's why. For him mm. he was playing with house money mm-hmm. and uh, respect to, to Manny Pacquiao if this is it it's been a wonderful career mm-hmm. if he fights one more let's just hope he doesn't get hurt but a tremendous amount of respect
0: yeah yeah so let's move on to the the next thing you want to talk about actually you want to talk about cards or you want to talk about summer league first
1: uh Actually, I want... I'm going to throw another curveball okay, to you, dude. All right. I want to talk... I want to talk Dre and KD. Oh, nice. All right. I, all right. I totally almost forgot I mean, about that. I, yeah. yeah, you
0: always forgot about that. Know. But, you know, I, I do feel like... I don't know. What do you think? I thought it was... You, you know, um, since we're basketball heads, it, it's something that... The, a lot of the information they gave in this interview, very insightful, especially coming <laughs> from them two talking to each other. But it's a lot of stuff that we already knew. Like, yeah. But... Because it's them to do it, conducting this interview. Dre conducting the interview made it mm-hmm. mean so much more. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw it. Like no real new information that I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily know, but having them to just sit in front of camera, Dre prompting the questions, and he is a great interviewer. Gotta give yeah. him a lot of props, man. This this guy is super talented on the court and even more so off the court. If, if you mm-hmm. really look at it right now, he's yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be great in in that media sphere. And yeah. man, it, it was it was. It was cool. I mean, you're the die-hard Warriors fan, so I want to know what you think. Um,
1: I had a similar reaction to you, with being impressed with uh, Dre, kind of, you know, being a natural with this. I straight up thought that you know, I was, I was watching like freaking, man, who's who who? I I don't even, I can't even. <laughs> It's not even, I can't even compare him to like Barkley or like no, Kenny Smith. It's not I the feel like Smith. it was like, like, it was very insightful. I I, mm-hmm. I can't even find a pattern in terms of who he kind of gives you that vibe, but he commands so much respect just because yeah. he's a current player and mm-hmm. he can get these 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 colleagues of his to, to be frank and transparent and, and, and open in that platform. And I was just mm-hmm. like, dude, it's just like, this is like locker room talk in many ways, exactly. right? Yeah. But then I kind of took a step back and realized that, I mean, it's still entertainment. yes. And these guys are still kind of setting this up, mm-hmm. you know, either to set them up for a career afterwards with Dre, yeah. or just getting, you know, getting their name cleared with KD mm-hmm. or bottom line just to kind of get some clicks. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know, I was trying to get some perspective and and, and understand the proper context with which why they were doing this cuz mm-hmm. in many ways it's kind of coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Um just because it's like they've already kind of done They've already talked about that kind of stuff. Like oh, what yeah. you said, they talked about that stuff and all the smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Woj did an interview with Dre before where he's kind of had like a different tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, everything is semi-consistent with what they've said. Mm-hmm. But again, they've kind of just they brushed the flames once again to kind of talk about this stuff. Uh, bottom line, I enjoyed watching it. It brought a lot of like question marks in terms of how things are with like upper management and uh, Andre in particular cuz KD doesn't matter man he's gone mm-hmm. but it's just at least from the Warrior standpoint of things It's like does he want to be here is yeah he, i was going to cool say with everybody yeah. like that's a vibe mm-hmm. and that's been a lot of the talk with regards to this
0: mm-hmm. yeah i was going to say that i um i guess my point of it watching the interview was that since they really put a lot of onus on management, and it's not just because it's not just a Dre versus management thing that is a discussion now because of the mm-hmm. because of the content or the the interview that he did, and mm-hmm. both Katie and Dre agreed that hey, a lot of it was the war's management mishandling of the situation. Mm-hmm. But I also thought, you know, you two are the grown men. Ah. I mean, as much as we want to blame management and stuff, but mm-hmm. if they wanted to hash things out, they would have. These mm-hmm. two guys are. I mean, KD's a superstar. Dre is mm. a, a, an all-star, you know? That if they wanted to stay together, if they wanted to win more championships, they could have, like, hashed this stuff out. But mm. the reality is they didn't They didn't want to. You know, yeah. KD, whether it's KD or was, like, as he said in an interview, he, he kind of was done already. And it was just yeah. the cherry on top anyways. Yeah. So they can blame management stuff, but it was going to happen regardless. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. So what's the point of even blaming management? They weren't, KD was never going to stay. So exactly. whose fault is it? No, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. A lot of uh, talking heads here were were actually kind of pointing that out in terms of like a lot of what this 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 pod or this interview did was just kind of strip accountability away mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. And that's the narrative that at least they were trying to to put out there. Mm-hmm. But if you really kind of look at it, you know, from a, you know, from a more macro perspective, there was a lot of build up in terms of what has been happening Yeah. Dre said a lot of like unnecessary shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he never, he never sort of, you know, owned up to that, mm-hmm. at least in that in that particular pod episode, mm-hmm. you know? He, they were focused on like what needs to have been done to, a, as a solution. Mm-hmm. But then if they didn't create the problem from the get go, mm-hmm. right? If Katie wasn't alienating things, uh, you know, or if Dre didn't say the shit that he said, then. There wouldn't have been any damage exactly. control that that needed to be done. Yeah. So it's just like again, you know, just kind of. I mean, they wanted to control the narrative yeah. of what what things are. I mean, I, I I see where they're coming from just because they've been kind of shit on the all these yeah. years, you know, because of that, and they kind of wanted to take that back a little bit from from their perspective. But it is what it is, man. It's it, ultimately it's entertainment. It's the old news. KD's gone, much to my chagrin, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I would have dealt with all this bullshit if he could have won another championship. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe not. It was a lot of stress back then. It wasn't fun anymore. So, yeah.
0: Sometimes you just got to move on, man, like Manny. Exactly. And in this case, Katie did. Well, I'll tell you what. I think them doing this interview was, as you said, a way to control a narrative. And also, since they're face-to-face and they can clear up a lot of – they can create the narrative of creating, uh, you know – stopping a lot of misconceptions. Like, I remember mm-hmm. Dre in an interview was like, can you just clear it up? Was I the reason? And, mm-hmm. of course, Katie responded, no. You know, you, you weren't really the reason. So I think just from a media perspective, them doing the interview head-to-head, this guy, Katie saying that, clearing it up, because Dre has gone mm-hmm. a lot of shit over the years. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. media has ran with that for years that it mm-hmm. was his fault. And I think mm-hmm. just as a person now being kind of trying to create the narrative and being on the side of the players to control the narrative which is obviously mm. what they're trying to do all the smoke mm. is another example that this is the new movement that he's like mm. all right get off my back now you know so they
1: did what they did
0: yeah it was a enjoyable
1: watch it's entertainment a... bro it's entertainment yeah. <laughs> all this drama dude people get clicks from the drama oh yeah and, you know people love this kind of stuff you can't make this shit up and mm-hmm. you know that's that's the way that it is. Well, speaking, I of... personally want to go back to talking basketball instead of all this drama. Yeah, I'm watching good basketball, so you know they did what they did, got it out. Maybe they were just kind of reminiscing in the Olympics, and they were just like, you know what, let's fucking just, you know, I can. See let's that. put our let's put our heads out there, and mm-hmm. just let's, let's let's help let's let's tell the people what we think. Mm-hmm. Bottom lines, is, this is what they think. So it mm-hmm. is what
0: it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of drama, let's actually get into on uh, on the. On the on the topic of drama let's talk about cards man let's end with with some summer league stuff um but wow. yeah i mean the drama carries over into the business world into the card world and yeah. if people who tune in this podcast in our ig you know we all about the card life man we we into rips you know yeah. uh, wax wednesdays is a thing so yeah uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the card world yeah man it's just like things have just been blowing up the past couple of
1: days mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. couple of days back mm-hmm. uh fanatics mm-hmm. Apparently had reached a deal with, uh, with the MLB Association or Players Association to take on, I guess, production of or printing of yeah. all the Major League Baseball cards. Mm-hmm. And you know, baseball, there's been a long partnership with Topps in yeah. baseball for a, a mm-hmm. long time, man. So that kind of shook shook the world a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we're not the biggest baseball fans, so we were like, a oh, word, really, yeah. yeah. But today. Mm-hmm broken by shams apparently i thought it was i thought it was a joke because i saw it at 6 a.m in the morning (laughs) and i thought it was a mean thing but then later on um pac-man the well-known uh you know card guy asian Asian card guy asian card Uh, guy exactly support him (laughs) yeah yeah um actually uh you know actually started discussing and it seems like this is real shit and um um uh, fanatics Mm -hmm. I don't even know who at Fanatics is so you can maybe school me a little bit mm-hmm. has reached a deal to take on the NBA yeah. card whew, printing I don't yeah, even card know, printing card, yeah pretty much card printing yeah. in 2000 what 25 or yeah, something Yeah they like got that. the license for everything Yeah so, they got the license yeah. exactly uh over Panini mm-hmm. who has been running a straight up monopoly bro for like mm-hmm. the past I don't even know uh uh Past couple years and with yeah. the resurgence of cards dude it's big 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 big
0: big news so mm-hmm. fanatics is just straight killing it right now i know i i mean all i knew about fanatics was <laughs> to be honest i bought like a laker shirt from them like a couple yeah. of years ago and i was like ah it's cool you know yeah. but i didn't know they were this Gigantic company To be honest I mean they have partnerships And license to b- Pretty much every Major league sport Now that I'm looking at it I'm, I'm literally yeah. looking at Their Wikipedia As we're talking yeah. about this And I'm like Holy crap They are an empire Essentially And yeah. they are Like they have Like an 18 billion dollar Valuation Wow! I can see Why They're just I guess this company Decided You know what Let, Because the card market Is hot Let's get mm-hmm. into it And they just outbid All these companies Man Panini Again, us getting back into cards this year, it's all Panini. You know, we're like, yeah. "Oh dude, Panini Panini's making a killing this year." And yeah. you know, in what, 4 or 5 years when is going to come in and take over, and it's, it's incredible what this it's market is a game changer, yeah. dude. It
1: yeah. is a game changer in terms of uh, the card game just because I mean, you're so used to seeing one company mm-hmm. uh, pretty much dominate, you know, the the industry mm-hmm. and to be to be undercut by apparently a a freaking giant of a company
0: is really, really, really surprising. And and this is going to throw a lot of people out for a loop because you don't know what to expect, right? Like, let's say, Mm. let's go back to Major League Baseball. You know, I obviously have collected baseball cards younger when I was younger. And you're used Mm. to tops. To have this Mm. big company come in, you don't know where the product is going to go. You know what I mean? It's like, it's scary. Like, if you're a card collector, you want, you know, like, if you're a diehard fan, and you're used to collecting a certain type of card, right? You want them to do justice. You know, you don't want the new product to be this whack product, you know? I mean, I guess that's what Panini did. Actually, That's true. Like all the
1: brands like NBA Hoops is something straight up from the 90s. Right. And NBA Hoops initially was kind of printed by like Skybox or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Panini, smart business move. And same thing with Donruss and all of these sort of like sub brands that Mm -hmm. they've been printing out for cards these are brands that are really familiar to people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they leveraged that mm-hmm. to bring some of the nostalgia back with the new wave of like, of, of, of players in like, you know, a new wave of the hobby. Mm-hmm. And that mm. worked. Uh, it did. And that was a genius move. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what fanatics is going to bring because I, like what you said, you bought a fanatics, like, like Jersey yeah. or a shirt. Right. Yeah. Like I, to me, fanatics was like, it was like a, it's like a uh, an East Bay or like mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. like a, a exactly. retailer of like, not even memorabilia mm-hmm. but like clothing, like yeah. you know what I mean, like jerseys mm-hmm. and like they would have they would sell like the authentic jerseys that were like made by Nike, but then they would have like the, their 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 takedown models, their like budget models, yes. so. yeah. And, and it's branded by fanatics. So to me, like the initial association is just like, is this is some like broke ass company <laughs> yeah. that's just trying to like yeah. create something new. Mm-hmm. But you you telling me that they have all these partnerships kind of makes it really an interesting thing because obviously they have some big money. And I mean, you get into the game right now, it's probably, they for them to want to get into the game probably suggests that there's some big money at stake here.
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially it's become the biggest e-commerce uh, of you know major like major s- professional sports leagues like mm-hmm. they're the ones running all across all major sports like their merch essentially you know yeah, with the licenses like across, like we're talking about M- like I'm looking at it MLB NASCAR M- NBA NFL NHL PGA wow. MLS UFC I mean, this is pretty much all major yeah, dude. sports dude it's incredible yeah, dude. that's why yeah so if anything I guess just as a card collector you know you, mm-hmm. you've been doing these rips like how do you mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you process even even your your personal collection, you know, like the Mm -hmm. valuation on it? I know you don't collect cards to make money, but we Mm -hmm. know a lot of friends that do do Mm -hmm. like they're in the hobby to collect and also to make some some change. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a that's the part where a lot of people are panicking. You know, what does that do with Panini cards? Does it make it more valuable down the line or does it dilute the value? You know, well, I guess the way that you can kind of think about it is how did it
1: work out for the other old school mm-hmm. companies that used to be printing cards mm-hmm. way before Panini got into the game. And to me, Panini before was doing toys, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Upper Deck and Skybox was kind of, you know, leading the game in terms of like doing the card hobby business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, actually kind of went by the wayside, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when they didn't have like access to it, like Upper Deck, I love upper deck dude I yeah. love upper deck because just that that's my childhood but yeah. now it's just like like I follow them on IG they kind of do like these little broke ass like Marvel partnerships and the cards aren't really kind of as dope as I remember them being yeah so without the you know that partnership with you know the main driving force of the product mm-hmm. which is the sports and mm-hmm. the stars associated with the sports mm-hmm. I don't know what can happen to panini now, with the value of the current cards, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just like, what's the reason why cards are expensive these days, like, currently? And does it matter who prints it, right? That's true. I guess it's this idea of, like, um, you know, like, uh supply and demand, Yeah. right? Yeah. So, if there's, like, that's why they have all these parallels and, like, the autos are, like, so freaking expensive yeah. just because, like... You can only have a limited sort of supply of that particular card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in many ways, Panini is kind of squandering because they're printing a lot of shit yeah, out there. Yeah. As expensive as it is, will fanatics switch up their strategy where they will? I don't know. Make it even more exclusive. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You know, for the current cards. You know, like, yeah. Is there a lot of like inventory left for Panini in like storage spaces now? Where that Lamello... You know refractor or whatever the little mellow parallel mm-hmm. like from prism is just actually not as limited as you actually think i don't know dude yeah. i'm just throwing some questions out there. no a, these are these no are good idea.
0: questions i do think pinini they innovated the product you know um they updated it which mm-hmm. got people back into it but it was only a matter of time if they kept going this way that was going to become oversaturated you know, like, because they're printing so much. It devalues the long run of things. Of course, mm-hmm. there's certain, like, one-of-one cards or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But, again, if you're printing, like, Lamello rookies a lot, then, yeah, it devalues. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a couple uh, Lamello rookie, you know? But if they, yeah. they print freaking, like, 10,000 of them, yeah, the value of it's not going to be great. Um, I mean, it'll push the other cards that they have limited, uh, you know, edition ones, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I, I think, as, as you were saying, about the card market, and just, it, it really comes down to, at the end of the day, just innovating the product to get people in, mm. excited about it. Because the players, the NBA is always going to be somewhat popular, right? But if you create a product that gets people more excited about the certain player, like LaMelo, for example. You know, mm. you get his auto on a card and the car looks dope as hell, right? Mm. Dude, you're going to get excited. And you look at the market where you're like, dude, the resale market is crazy. Then, yeah. yeah. So, Yeah. A lot of questions, more questions than answers. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
1: Panini's lucky though that they still have the license for this upcoming rookie class. Oh yeah, because yeah. dude, I can't wait for the next drop. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even care about 2025 right now with fanatics Yeah, because I care about 2022, mm-hmm. <laughs> 2021, 22. We've right been, now.
0: you and I, have been hyped about this next group of rookies and getting, you know, like getting a chance to get the rookie cards for these guys. And at the end of the day, no matter who prints the cards, right? Panini is going to be printing these rookie cards. You know, Fanatics, when they get the, you know, the license and the card printing um, capabilities, finally, yeah. they're not going to print these rookie cards. So it doesn't fucking matter. You know, yeah. you only print the rookie cards in the rookie year. So that's going to be a beauty. Like, yeah. Watch Fanatics. Fanatics is going to buy Upper Deck. And then... Oh. Ooh,
1: that that's my prediction, bro. We'll, we'll see five years from now what's happening. You know, um Fanatics uh, buys Upper Deck and they were
0: just like upper deck, you know what, handle this this like I, I think it's you know. possible. Uh there, <laughs> you know, Pac Man was actually um suggesting that or or speculating that, um, uh, for MLB anyways, that um uh fanatics would buy off buy out tops. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean you know, you're being in the like being in the Bay Area, tech companies just absorb other companies, you know, yeah, and then they leave That's the operations to them, you know, and of course they have exactly. they oversee it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's still Fanatics branded, yep. but
1: they got the upper deck twist. Yep. That's what's gonna happen. So that actually might very well be the the they're just gonna be like you know fuck Panini mm-hmm. We're, we you know we'll give these these guys the resources revive them mm-hmm. and they gonna kill it and it's gonna be. A glorious time because I love fucking upper deck, bro. I know,
0: dude. But to end this conversation, look forward to once the new crop of cards come out for these rookies. You know, I bro. I've been telling you that you've been doing most of the ripping, um, but I'm gonna join in. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some hobby packs or whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever's on the market, I'm gonna be scouring for it. So I'm excited. Dude, who
1: do you, who, who are you looking forward Bro. to? Because you know me, man. Bro, I'm actually. I'm all about the Kuming God. Yeah,
0: dude, you've been, we've been, you and I've been hyping up Kumin God. I actually want his rookie card. <laughs> but look, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs. You know, these guys, I'm, I'm, I'm bonkers over them. I mean, especially Cade. seeing them in summer. Cade, exactly, Cade. Um, I mean, Davion Mitchell, you know, like, I just, uh, you know. Uh, Every pack you rip, bro, you go get one of these RCs, right? Yeah, dude. I know that's that's the exciting part. This past year, it's really just been Lamelo and Anthony Edwards, and yeah, Wiseman for sure. But you know, you're still like, eh, you know. Yeah, yeah. But at the start of the year, yeah. yeah. At the end of the year, uh, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? so, but this year, I don't know. Just who knows what this, how this they're gonna play during the season? But at least the hype right now, they like, they look great, man. I'm just yeah, so dude. excited for it. So
1: a lot to look forward yeah. to for future, you know, pod episodes, mm-hmm. future car drips, the future, man. The future is
0: bright. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why don't why don't we uh end this talking about doing our wrap up with Summer League. You know, like last last episode we brought on Charles to talk about Coming God. Uh mm-hmm. but, you know, they played a couple more games after that and it's just you and I, man. This is how we're going to wrap up our our season, man. Go into the off season with a blast. Like how do you, how do you feel mm-hmm. about the team and Moses Moody also, you know, he performed pretty well.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, I mean, you know, so not I'm, bad.
1: So, yeah, definitely, definitely mm-hmm. I'm kind of bullish mm-hmm. uh with the with the draft picks mm-hmm. S- since, you know, since the draft. Initially I was kind of I was kind of I was hesitant on on Kaminga because I didn't really know that much. But seeing how he performed in the Summer League, and mind you, I understand the context. Mm -hmm. A lot of these guys are G League hopefuls, and Mm -hmm. they'll probably play professionally uh, overseas, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in the future. Uh, But just to kind of see, like, the vibe and, like, and see that these guys are actually kind of really, you know, heads and shoulders above this level of competition Mm -hmm. was already kind of exciting for me to see um i just miss seeing the warriors in uniform Mm -hmm. playing basketball to be honest yeah dude but i don't know kaminga i don't know i mean i i I showed you guys those little highlight things where he kind of did this little hezzy crossover that was very paul Mm george-esque and then Mm Hit that little tomahawk! Mm-hmm. It's just it's 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 exciting, bro. It I've never exciting. seen that level of player, uh, at least in a warrior uniform. What are you
0: talking so. about, man? Anthony Randolph? <laughs> <sighs> exactly, exactly,
1: exactly. That's why mm. I'm like, I'm bullish, mm. but uh, you know, I seen that Anthony Randolph story. He's Euro League MVP or something <laughs> like that, in the Spanish league or something like that. Yeah. But I want Kaminga to be. You know, set his sights a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah. What was your thoughts about summer league, bro?
0: I, I mean, I enjoyed it, dude. I because the Lakers didn't really have any prospects, like legit prospects.
1: Mac McClung, bro. Oh
0: man, dude, he's not. Uh, I mean, look, I don't want to bash on any player because it looks like he look. He's gonna. He's working hard, but just from his summer league. I, he, I, It's gonna be a long road to get to an NBA team. I'll say that much. Yeah, I think dude, he's gonna he have looks to. Looks like Manny Pacquiao yeah. out there with all these other players. Dude, he's a little. A little I mean, he, he's athletic, but we're talking about different level of athleticism here, you know. Um, and again, I, I think I maybe he can carve himself way in, but I think he's gonna have to put in some years in the G League, you know.
1: He's the new AC Fresh. Nah, man,
0: AC Fresh, is a beast defensively, man. You know. Don't, don't, yeah. don't do that to AC Fresh, man. Yeah, I know. I know,
1: exactly. <laughs> Mac McClung will give you a couple of highlights, but, you know. But you
0: know what? It is- AC Fresh put the blueprint for Mac McClung. Become besties mm-hmm. with LeBron. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can get yourself a contract. <laughs> time to shave your head <laughs> yeah, shave your head you know just play that role <laughs> but yeah like again as you said like i, I followed the warriors I actually they, a lot of their games was on espn so mm-hmm. yeah dude like i really liked what i saw and we i like i said this last episode we had with charles and every game he's played he hasn't disappointed you know maybe the shooting percentages weren't there but his activity this guy yeah. this guy can ball dude he can ball yeah. man i'm you don't have to you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see that he can play ball <laughs> yeah. I'll
1: tell you this he showed more than James Wiseman but James Wiseman was put in, in very different circumstances yeah and I might I might have to say that I'm more bullish on Kamiga than Wiseman at this know. point kind of sacrilegious to say for the number two pick yeah. but
0: you know I gotta call it how I see it mm-hmm. and of course Wiseman can prove you wrong but you want him to prove you wrong right you know so yeah we'll see I mean but just from the game's you're seeing right now, yeah. It's, but again, Kaminga's not playing NBA talent right now, like like exactly. consistently. Exactly. So we'll see. Exactly. Uh, but again, to get hyped about somebody about a prospect, even you said this to me. You're like, dang, I'm actually kind of bullish about him in any package out. For any kind of player, yeah. whether it's Ben Simmons or Beal, it's like, shoot, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know if I want to make that trade right now. You know what I mean? I seen
1: yeah. I seen Ben flame out in the playoffs. I don't no. know. We don't know what Kuminga is gonna do. Yeah. It's the it's the unknown man mm-hmm. that's so tantalizing. Mm-hmm. That's why these players are so you know, and that's part of the enjoyment as a fan. Is you, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's you see potential and you kind of want to see how they they play out, but. Mm-hmm
0: well with the lakers not really making any moves and it's it's the doldrums of the off season now and i saw a recent report that clay is expected to be back around christmas time and i know it's a little bit delayed but i think they're playing it safe i want to just know as we end this podcast and
1: mm-hmm.
0: this episode i mean what do you feel about that news you know um
1: I was actually kind of surprised. Mm. I actually, a, a real talk, like I actually thought that he would be available closer to the All Star break just because at least all the narratives that we've been hearing here mm-hmm. up, up north is they're saying, they're trying to downplay everything. Yeah. He's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. Yeah. So I actually it was like, Christmas, that's sooner re- than what I was expecting. Mm. Oh, so interesting. It might be mm-hmm. a contrarian take, mm-hmm. but that's, I was. I was just wasn't expecting much, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see. I mean, I haven't seen a lot. I've seen him shooting a little bit. Bottom line, we talk about all this Kaminga Moody, yeah, all of this stuff. Ben Simmons, all of these kind of talk about improving the Warriors. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna compete for your championship, we need Clay yeah. playing at a high level. I'm not gonna say Clay at you know yeah. at his finest, but Clay playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. So it may not even matter all of these other things if clay is not playing at a high level so that might be the biggest x factor for my squad mm-hmm. and hey you know what i'd rather him play sooner than later just because it's been a couple years i know man, and i would i really miss seeing the uh, the amount of joy and passion that he has uh for the game uh and hey man i'm kind of excited about
0: next year i mean he might have the most wholesome ig man. like him and his dog you know him on the boat <laughs> you know like just like this guy's enjoying life man you know like as as as, as rough as he's had it if the injuries you know there's there's a joy in clay that comes out through his social media you know that you're just like man mm. i i, I kind of want to just hang out with this guy you know what I mean? he's like yeah, outside of basketball he just seems like a fun guy chill guy seems, to hang out with
1: yeah he seems like he figured it out yeah
0: man yeah. just enjoy life and look we got we all take our lumps you know what i mean but mm-hmm. still take time to enjoy life you know Amen. he's been out despite everything
1: yeah. yeah despite everything he's gone through these past couple of years seems to be still happy mm-hmm. but look yeah. he
0: wants to be on the court <laughs> you know make no mistake about it this this man wants to play basketball and hope he doesn't rush it as you said you know the most important thing just come come back in the right pace of time yeah but we'll see man yeah.
1: something to look forward yeah, to man, man. rookies mm-hmm. new card manufacturers mm-hmm. You know, a new president of the Philippines, <laughs> Giants being the new uh, champions of the of the baseball world, and Clay coming back sounds like a good pod
0: to me. Yep, that's that's the way to end this episode, man. <laughs> Look, we we thank you know all the listeners for always tuning in. We appreciate you, and this has been a labor of love. You know, we we try to record as much as possible, and mm-hmm. we've got through this season. You know, try to do every two weeks, and. Yeah look next season's coming up soon we'll probably start off the bang, record a lot just because yeah the hype is real man the hype is real
1: it's a lot to talk about but always a pleasure mm-hmm. to share the mic with you jack you know i it. really really appreciate that you know it's time for us to take a little break in the off season mm-hmm. do some load managing mm-hmm. and we look forward to the
0: next uh next season at nba and sports and in life yeah and you can follow us on our social media Ball versus Life Official on IG, where we do rip cards. We'll probably slow down in the summer, but we will be picking it up very soon when the new cards come out. So please tune in to our IG. And yeah, you can follow us on our own, our own socials. We'll all we'll link that all below our description. Hey, take care, and we'll you know we'll talk soon, man. We'll talk soon. You know, time flies, man. Yeah, keep safe, be happy
1: see you on the we'll see you on the way on the the wayside no
0: the flip side peace flip side peace